I think that planning ahead of time, sitting down and kind of figuring out what does your ideal meal time look like? So is it the beautiful, like having classical music playing in the background? Is it the good conversation? Is it is it the food? Like, is that your main thing that you want to focus on? And just really kind of planning that out of figuring out what's important to you, because there's no reason to be making a five course meal if nobody in your family cares and you're just wearing yourself ragged. Like that's not, that's not good for anybody. We missed the whole point. So let's figure out what's important to you and your family and then really make that a priority and kind of plan everything else around it. Because the rest of the stuff doesn't really matter as much, you know? Welcome to Raising Adults, the groundbreaking parenting podcast that starts with the end in mind. We're your co-hosts, Dina Thayer and Kira Dorian. We created future-focused parenting to take families from surviving to thriving. So join us as we help you stop raising kids and start raising adults. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Raising Adults, Future-Focused Parenting. Thank you so much for being with us today. And if you are a new listener, welcome to the show and welcome to the Future-Focused Parent community, the FFP community, as we like to call you. We are so happy that you're joining us. Dina, how's it going? Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. I'm a lot lighter. Lighter? (laughs) I have a a lot less hair today. (gasps) You shaved it. That's right. I did Yesterday not... was the day. Oh, my goodness. How do you yeah. feel? So it's very interesting having my headphones on over not so much bulk as it once was. Is it no, breezy? No, it feels really good. Is it like, you know, the cool breeze on your head? Does that feel kind of different? It's interesting. I still have hair. I didn't end up going crazy bald. But it is, it's definitely takes some getting used to. And of course, one of the things I thought is, oh, it'll be so fast to get ready in the morning. But no, oh, no. Because, I'm, because I'm still trying to figure out like how covered I want it and I'm just not quite ready for, you know, selfies with the buzz cut. And so it it wasn't really faster. <laughs> Maybe someday. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's so exciting. Yeah. Do you want to share with listeners why you shaved your head? I'd love to. And and also, it's important to me that our audience knows I'm okay. Like, I, my hair didn't fall out because of something terrible. But my my mom has a a rare kind of scalp condition that some people have called alopecia. And she's just developed it in the last year and a half or so. And she's tried myriad treatments. I mean, we're talking everything from topical things all the way to plasma injections in her head, which is like painful and super expensive. Mm. And so I did some research and I actually found an organization that you can donate your hair to, but you can designate who it goes to, which is so special rather than just donating your hair and hoping for the best. So I was actually able to have this place agree to make a wig for my mom Mm. so that when her hair falls out from the alopecia, she will have hair that is genetically similar to hers. So I just feel like that's really special. And it made it a lot easier to take the plunge actually yesterday. It's so awesome. Are you going to take a picture and pop it on our stories, please? I will. I'm I'm working to edit. We also took a little video of some of the cutting. So I'm going to edit that together and maybe get brave enough to put a little selfie on the end of the video. We'll see. (laughs) But yes, I will definitely put something on social. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy for you. What a cool thing that you were able to do for her. I love that. Thank you. Yay. Well, I am excited to introduce our guest today. 
Listeners, wait till you hear this bio. You're going to fall off whatever you're sitting on. Um, <laughs> she is awesome. Her name is Laura Hernandez, and she is the creator of Mama Systems. And she's going to talk to us today about meal planning, <laughs> which Dina just dipped a toe in. I am a meal planner, but like gently. I'm a gentle meal planner, so tips are always welcome. And I know for most families, I mean, mealtime is like the most stressful time of the day. I literally dread dinner. Just that feeling of like, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming for me. So I'm so excited that we get to talk to her today. I'm going to introduce her and then we will just dive right in. So here's the bio. Are you ready, listeners? Here we go. Laura Hernandez and her husband, Tony, live in the Dallas area where they raise their 10 amazing children. 10 children. Ten. Just take a second because I have two and that's chaotic. So she's my hero. Seven biological, three adopted. Laura created Mama Systems to help others bring peace to their homes through customized systems. I mean, speaking our language, Dina. We love our mm -hmm. systems. She offers coaching and courses that help families live more intentionally. Laura, welcome to the show. You are our people. Hello. Guys, I'm so excited to be here with you today. <laughs> we are excited to have you. You are like... You are us, but with many more children. <laughs> yes. I mean, I have to say the hair situation, I might be emotional about meal planning from here on out because that was just the sweetest thing. I loved hearing that story. Yeah. Yes. I'm over here crying. No, we all crying. Oh, I'm trying to pull myself back together. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, well, thank you. So sweet. No, well, that means a lot to me, Laura. I think people being so kind about this has made me a little braver because it was quite a plunge. So thank you. Yes, I believe it. Oh, but what a special gift for your mama. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I love that. No. I hope, yeah, I want to raise a daughter like that. Okay. <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm sorry, we should have warned you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this might be a record for yeah. earliest into the episode that someone's in tears. <laughs> I always start talking about meal planning. I know, oh. I know. Okay, well, welcome to the show. We're so happy that you're here. We always start by asking our guests to share their why about either the work that they do or the topic that we're talking about, because Dina and I always start our show talking about our why behind the how of the topic that we've got for the day. So could you just tell our listeners a little more about yourself and your amazing family and just the why behind what we're talking about today? Yes. So we do have 10 children and three of those are adopted out of foster care and those little buddies are special needs buddies. And when we first got them, we had just had our fifth biological. And so we went from having four kids to eight kids in one like six month period. Wow. And it was a little chaotic. And that's kind of the why behind I, why I started Mama Systems as well. But I remember going to a conference with Sally Clarkson and she was talking about all these wonderful experiences she would have with her children around a table and how they listen to classical music and have these intellectual conversations. And I remember thinking there's no way, like that sounds so magical and there's no way that can happen in my house. Like our whole mealtime is be quiet and eat. Stop talking. Don't do that. Sit down. Like just barking commands at everybody, you know? And so we had to kind of rethink that with our family and figure out how we were going to be intentional with our mealtime and what that looked like for us with special buddies and younger kids and all of these things. And so that's when I just really started putting intention into it and intention on the, the planning side so that I wouldn't be so frazzled when we came to the dinner table and that our dinner table time would be intentional and we'd have turns to talk and we practice listening to each other and practice sharing our feelings and our emotions about the day. So 
there's my why. I love it. They often say necessity is the mother of invention. And when your mm-hmm. family size or the amount of your children literally doubles in that short of a time, it makes you get your act together. Yeah. <laughs> that really makes a lot of sense. Now, as Kira was saying, even just in your bio and knowing what you do and even the name of your organizations, I mean, Mama Systems, you are aligned beautifully with us. And I'm kind of curious if you could flesh out for us how meal planning impacts a parent's ability to be future focused, because that's what we're all about. Now, my guess is it impacts it positively, but tell us more about that. Yes. I mean, I feel like in so many ways. So how we're going to kind of look at this whole meal planning thing is the prep time for you and the planning for you, and then also the sitting down at mealtime. And so I feel like the planning piece is just kind of on mamas typically, but the prep time Kids can be involved so much in helping think through recipes and think through what we need to get out, how to measure things, how to um, serve everybody, and just having them just continually brought into the process of, hey, go put this on the table. You're serving this right now. I need your help serving. And we're always trying to be outward focused so that way they can just get beyond themselves. And I think that is so much of what I want our kids to be in the future is just thinking outside of who they are and that the world revolves just around them because it does not. And so just giving them that perspective of, Hey, there's others here. How can we make this an experience for other people better? And I don't mean like singing and dancing for them. I mean, just serving them a drink (laughs) and getting the drinks on the table, you know, but then also in the, like the sitting down and eating part of, we are going to listen to others and we are going to stop what we're doing. And we're going to have a minute and let others talk we are going to keep our mouths quiet and we're really going to listen to them and hear how their day was. And it not to be like a, just something we do, but like a, an, an intentional time with them and training them. I love that. I particularly love that you are thinking holistically about the meal planning. I, I, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I had never considered that meal planning also includes like the sitting down and eating of the meal. <laughs> um, and yes. how we want that to look as a family. And I love that because I think a lot of families want this like beautiful idealistic like we all sit down and yes. share our highs and lows and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. and then the reality is you know like my son rarely is sitting he likes to stand and you know like all the all the realities of having kids i can't even imagine having you know 10 of them around a table so i love that you're kind of looking at both pieces so let's start with the like meal planning itself so the first half, you know, in terms of, you know, I'm prepping, I'm going to think about what I'm doing for the week, I'm going to shop for the week, I'm going to think about the prep time. So what are your favorite techniques for that, for getting families started on a system around meal planning? Yes. I'm excited to talk about that. Can I jump back really quick to the to the eating piece of it? Absolutely. Because I think the meal planning, is, it's important and there's hands down a bunch of things to it. But the the really important piece, I think, for our children when they look back at their time at our home, like that's the part that's going to matter. They're not going to remember what you made and if they had hot dogs for dinner or if they had a five course meal. I think that they're going to remember the conversations and the times that they were heard. And like, I think that needs to be more of our focus when we're thinking about mealtime. So I don't want us to get stressed out about all the prepping and the all those things. Like those are just extras. We're just filling up tummies, you know? I love that. Can I just say, I don't know if you've heard this, but um, they did a study where they asked a whole bunch of adults, like, if you could have dinner with anyone, who would who would you pick? And they people picked, like, the president, Jesus, you know, all these different, like, famous thought leaders. And then they asked a bunch of kids, if you could have dinner with anybody, who would it be? And they all said my family. Oh, 
Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> well, it's beautiful though. I mean, like Sweet. it proves your point, right? That time is so special for them and they will rem- remember it forever and it's actually what they're seeking as well. So anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it just made me think of that. Like you're absolutely right. They don't care if they're getting hot dogs. They care about the connection time. All the tears today. I'm so sorry. Guys, <laughs> I know. It's almost too much for me. Who knew? Meal planning. Okay. Yeah. So back it up to the prepping and the planning out things. I love, first of all, I just, I want to be so much freedom and I want us to think simply about things. So I coach a lot of mamas that come in and they have like, well, this child has these dietary restrictions and this one doesn't eat gluten and this one, you know, and so they're making like eight different meals for their children and their husband and themselves. Right. And I think that that is really stressful. And that is really overwhelming. And I think a lot of people are doing that in their homes, making meals for everybody. And so I really encourage moms to sit down and think through like main dishes that everybody can eat together. So if everybody can have grilled chicken, like let's have that conversation and we can all have grilled chicken. And then if this one can't have a roll, that one doesn't get a roll. Like we're not going to completely change how we're doing everything. We're just going to change some sides out or something, you know, and just keep it as simple as possible. My number one thing that I love about meal planning is we have themed days. So I feel sketchy about the word themed because I feel like it makes it sound like I'm having a themed, like an Avengers birthday party or something. And we're not doing that. It's more (laughs) on Monday, we have crock pot meals Mm. because that's our busy day. And so we just know that when I go sit down and plan, I'm going to pick a crock pot meal that I know and that's easy for us. And on Tuesday, we do tacos. And that could be breakfast tacos. It could be like hard shell tacos with ground beef. It could be street tacos, like whatever that is. But I have a have a place to start so that that planning process doesn't feel so overwhelming, you know? So every family kind of picks their own like meatless Monday or breakfast night or pizza night. And they do movies. Like every family kind of has their own thing that they they pick. And it's so fascinating to see all the different varieties of, of meals that families come up with, but it has to work for you. Like it has to be an easy, an easy thing for you. Unless the cooking is something you truly enjoy and you have all day to do it, like go for it. You probably shouldn't be listening to this conversation anyway, but everybody else out there, like I, I think that just keeping it as simple as possible and doing what you know, I think is a really great place to start. And you can have variety amongst your month. It doesn't have to be the same thing every week, right? But I think that's the best place to start is just narrowing things down and making that decision fatigue kind of the smallest part of your day. Hey, Raising Adults listeners and future-focused parents, our valuable FFPs, we just wanted to talk to you for a moment about our membership program. And we love having our listeners join membership and just really join the FFP family. We love having you be a part of this in a more involved way. And so we just want to highlight the three levels of membership. The first is only $5 a month, literally the cost of a nice cup of coffee. And it's really just your way of kind of giving us a tip, like you would tip your barista or your server. If the podcast content has been helpful to you and you would like to just say a thank you, it's just $5 a month. Super accessible and it does get you some things. Don't worry. You're not just giving us a tip and not getting anything. It makes you eligible for on-air coaching calls. You get that calendar of character traits that we've talked so much about and can really help you build your family's value list. You also get half off all digital resources and we'll of course shout you out on the podcast. If you'd like to go up a level at the $10 a month level, you get all the things I just described, but you also have access to Future Focused in Five, which is an amazing video and audio library of quick, short, accessible 
Parenting Topics. We cover a topic and give you some strategic tips in five minutes or less, and you can access those by video, but we know you're podcast listeners, so if you prefer to listen, there's an audio version as well. Then in that final tier, which is $20 a month, you get access to us. You get a monthly call with Q&A with Dina and I to ask any parenting questions that have come up that month. You get to connect with other FFPs in a private Facebook group, and you get access to all of our online content, all of our digital resources, totally for free. So if you've been interested in any of those, this is a great way to get in. So do check out all the different membership tiers that are available to you. We'd love to have you be a part of the FFP family. You can join us by going to futurefocusedparenting.com and click on the membership tab. We really hope you'll join us soon. And I have particularly, I actually made a note in my phone while you were talking, Laura, because I am such a fan of systems that the idea of just knowing, oh, this day of the week is Mexican food or whatever. I was like, I love that. So I just sent myself a text, like full disclosure. So already <laughs> I'm I'm getting some takeaways here. So thank you. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> I love that. So this is already even different kind of than what I expected in a good way. So I'm just going to say that and go a little bit off script here because I think you're right. I think so many parents get overwhelmed and they look at the idea or the concept of meal planning and it just feels like way too much. And here you are saying there's ways that you can just start or dip a toe in. Like, is there just an entree everyone can eat or make it by day of the week? So I love that because I was going to ask you, like, if someone is really stressed out, what's a way they can just take a little nibble off? You know, what's that saying? Like to eat a whole elephant, you like do it one bite at a time or something. So to just find these little things that are a way to start, that's a great jumping off point. So I really appreciate that. And I'm Are there others? Are there others? If someone's like, just tell me one thing I could do. Or if you were to say, Laura, if you do nothing else that I say in this half hour, do this. Is there that kind of takeaway for someone who might feel a little daunted by this idea? Yes. And two things came to mind. Is that okay if I share two? Of course. (laughs) When I'm thinking about, I feel like that getting children to eat is a struggle for a lot of people. And I think creating a plan around that is really helpful. Because I think we get to the mealtime and we're trying to get them to eat. And if we haven't already catered to them, we're we're like trying to force them and we're kind of surprised by the fact that they're not eating. And then it's a thing at mealtime, right? But if we have a plan for that before we go into it, so we have a no thank you bite. Everybody served the same thing. And I have some picky children. And I want them to just try a little bit of everything. And then if they don't want anything else, awesome. They can go make themselves a hot dog. But I'm not getting up and catering to them. They are taking initiative and doing something about it. So then they have choices amongst that. They can't just go have cereal. They have to either have a hot dog and a piece of fruit or a peanut butter sandwich. And that's it. Like they can choose not to eat our food. And then they have this other choice. And I think that's just, it kind of empowers them to know what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. And also gives it still gives them that variety and helps warm up their palate for future days. Absolutely. And then they have a little autonomy in choosing the other thing. They're not suddenly making the parent into a short order cook. Hey, you need to make me something different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then kind of along with that, I think that planning ahead of time, sitting down and kind of figuring out what does your ideal meal time look like? So is it 
the beautiful, like having classical music playing in the background? Is it the good conversation? Is it is it the food? Like, is that your main thing that you want to focus on? And just really kind of planning that out of figuring out what's important to you, because there's no reason to be making a five course meal if nobody in your family cares and you're just wearing yourself ragged. Like that's not, that's not good for anybody. We missed the whole point. So let's figure out what's important to you and your family and then really make that a priority and kind of plan everything else around it. Cause the rest of the stuff doesn't really matter as much, you know? So I love that. So you're kind of touching on now that that back half that we haven't taken a dive into yet. So let's talk about, okay, everyone's sitting down. You've like planned this meal that you're going to eat. You've prepped the meal that you're going to eat. And everybody's now around the table. What are your tips for then making that a positive experience? <laughs> so we have taken on the highs and lows of the day where everybody has a, a turn to share their high and low of the day. And then we've also tacked on feelings to it. We have a feelings chart at our table and I, I, I read a, a Brene book or listened to her talk or something, you know, and all of her brilliance. And she had said something about our kids' emotional vocabulary and how they know like five emotional words, like angry, sad, mad, whatever. And so I was like, I really want our kids to have a broader emotional vocabulary to really be able to be mindful of who they are and what they're feeling. And so I thought that this would be an easy way to train them on hey, this happened today and it made me feel really excited and proud of myself. And so helping them expand their emotional vocabulary along with the highs and lows. So we're all listening to how what went on in their day because we have kids at public school, we have kids homeschooling, we have dad that does work. Like there's just all these things going on in our life. And so this is just a really great way for us to touch base as a family. And then also to take it a step further and have them be aware of themselves and their bodies. That's fantastic. And I'm, I have kind of a two-parter follow-up question to this. So if you start this process, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to see some positive things. You've been doing it for a while with a really large family. I mean, Kira and I together don't have as many kids as you do. So that's, that's saying something right there. So I'm kind of curious on two sides. One, what are the impacts you've seen or the benefits you've seen from doing this. And then as I would imagine happens to even the best of us, sometimes we kind of fall off of this or get yes. out of the routine because someone's been sick or it's a school break or whatever. I mean, this last year has been one entire challenge. So I'm I'm also wondering then if somebody kind of falls off track, do you have tips for kind of how to get back on the plan if you've had a rough patch? So benefits yes. that you've seen, impacts you've seen that are amazing. And then what do you do if you fall off? Yes. So some benefits I've seen just in my kids is just their expanded vocabulary. Of, I feel really frustrated that X happened or just really being able to tap in a little deeper to what's going on with them instead of angry and mad, you know? Um, I think that's really been a beautiful thing to like even see out of our four-year-old of him just having a more broad emotional vocabulary. And number two, I think that that one of the benefits just for me as a mom is the not so chaotic mealtime because otherwise everybody's just talking over each other. Everybody wants attention. Everybody mm -hmm. like is just buying for, to say something and for people to pay attention to them. And so having that set thing where we know we're going to go around the table and everyone's going to get a chance to talk and you will be heard has been just a really beautiful thing and a very calming thing for our mealtimes altogether. That's really wonderful. Does that answer that first question? Oh yeah. You're those those are great benefits. So if if someone's had, you know, something kind of derail them, do you have suggestions for gentle ways to get back on track? Yes. And so one okay, so one of the things that I talk 
mamas through and coach them through. It's a lot, a lot of the moms I work with also have their kids home for lunchtime. And so we talk about different things that they want their kids to learn, either etiquette or like scripture memory or like whatever that is, whatever the family finds important. That's a great way to really be able to teach those values and those truths at mealtime. Having some sort of set book or curriculum or reminder at the table has helped me so much. So we have a table time box at our, our table and that simple reminder of, oh, I have everything there I need. I just need to actually do it, right? So kids know exactly what table time is. And we may not do it for two weeks because crisis has happened or, you know, we lose power for two weeks, whatever, whatever the thing is at the moment. But we have that box on the table and we can just easily jump back in. So it's not a big should do. We don't have to replan everything. We know this works for our family. And so we can just jump back in. It's literally like having a little toolbox and it's just about reaching back for your tools after you got a little derailed. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. Well, if our listeners want to find you or work with you or get some more support as they implement not just meal planning systems, I know you kind of help with like systems across the board. How can they find you? Yeah. So mamasystems.net is my website and on all social media, Mama Systems. It's super easy. Mm, Awesome. We love easy. That's great. Parents need easy, right? (laughs) Parenting is hard enough. I agree. I agree. Any final thoughts for our listeners? Anything else you kind of want them to know before we wrap up today? That feels like a loaded question. (laughs) I want them to know so many things. With regard to meal planning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would love to share with you guys. I have a free meal planning little course that I would love to share with you guys for you to share with your listeners and they can just kind of go through that and it just kind of breaks things down a little bit further. Awesome. Well, Laura, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate your time and all of your great ideas for just making meals much more successful for everyone. You're so welcome, guys. I'm so honored to be here and I'm so, so grateful for your time. Thank you. Well, listeners, you should know that Laura has a free meal planning course for our listeners. So we will have that in the show notes. Um, There'll be a link there. So be sure to click on it if you're interested in getting more tips and more support for your meals at home. I just love the idea of the feelings chart. (laughs) Like, why didn't I think of that? I should have thought of that. I feel like that was a real blind spot for me. I love it. I'm going to immediately print that out. I think that's just genius. So I'm looking forward to that and um, really hope that you'll check Laura out, mamasystems.net or on social media, Mama Systems. And Dina, we will be back next week. Yes? Yes, we will. Back with more and... I will probably be more used to my head by then. Yes, exactly. And hopefully, listeners, you will see a picture on social media soon. If you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, please do. Amazing things happen when you subscribe. It's kind of hard to explain, but it is very powerful. Like just hitting that subscription button actually truly helps our show. It's kind of phenomenal. So if you haven't yet subscribed, please do. And if you have not yet written us a nice review, can I just ask that you take a moment to do that today? We would be so incredibly grateful. Those reviews also really contribute to the success of the show. Um, The show is growing. It's been kind of amazing. And that is thanks to you guys. That's thanks to our listeners. Honestly, we show up and we make the show, but it's you guys that tell your friends. It's you guys who subscribe. It's you guys who rate and review. So we just want to say thank you for your engagement with us, for supporting our show. And we're just glad that you're here. So we look forward to being back with you next week and uh, have a wonderful week, FFPs. Raising Adults is produced by Kira Dorian and Dina Thayer and recorded partially in my laundry room and partially in Dina's coat closet. Music by Seattle band Hannah Lee. Editing by Allison Preisinger. Thanks for listening.